Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. Once again, we are glad to be with you today. I hope you are enjoying these broadcasts. We bring our messages from the Word of God. Hallelujah. This wonderful book that God has inspired and preserved for us all the way into the 21st century that we might have uh, a road map. Uh, there used to be a man sing uh, in our church before I used to minister. And one of the songs was a, one of those bluegrass songs. My dad played the fiddle in church. And I used to say of him that he's the only man that was allowed to fiddle around in church. Praise God. Amen. But he would sing, I'm using my Bible for road map like the children of Israel used to do. Praise God. Well, the Bible is a road map. If we will receive the truth from it, it will be as David said in the Psalms, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. It will illuminate the path of righteousness, which is also the path of success and victory in Jesus Christ today. So please stay tuned for this important message, sufficient in Christ sufficiency. Uh, we're reading uh, the the primary scripture for this teaching is Philippians chapter four, verse eleven through thirteen. We're going to read it again today. And what we want to discover is three supporting pillars that allowed the Apostle Paul to make this statement, to live it out and walk it out in his life. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We're going to find out what brought him to that place and and how we can come from the weakest of us to the strongest of us. In fact, the weakest of us qualify more than the strongest of us today because if you're truly strong, you had to come to an end of yourself at some point in your life and put your trust exclusively in the grace and love and strength that only God through Jesus Christ can grant us. So today, if you're wavering, if you've been shaken, if your faith has been shaken, if you feel like that you are overwhelmed by your circumstance and your faith uh, is not uh, big as it needs to be to deal with your circumstance, I want you to hang on and hold on and listen to this message today from Philippians 4, 11 through 13, sufficient in Christ sufficiency. Now, I want to uh, begin by reading and putting in context this text today. Uh, and uh, and well, I want to thank you, you that are returned listeners to this broadcast. And I want to uh, just invite you uh, to uh, invite others to come uh, and and be part of the listening family here on WMAF and, and the part of the listening family of this particular broadcast. Let's talk about Jesus every Tuesday at 1 p.m. right here on this radio station. And all of you in Madison and North Florida, we welcome you today and we pray God's richest blessings upon your life today. And you that are listening in other states, 
States and America, we welcome you today. Uh, we know there are people listening from Arizona. We know there are people listening from West Virginia. Uh, we know there are people listening in other countries. And to those of you that listen to WMAF and our broadcast through WMAF streaming in Africa, we welcome you today. Praise God. We're one big growing family of believers. And if you're not a Christian today, uh, be our very special guest. We want you to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ today. We want you to hear the goodness and grace that is provided for us because of what Christ has done at the cross today. Having said that, if you'll turn to Philippians 4, 11 through 13, here's where we want to be as a Christian. Listen to it carefully. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And literally reading that in the Amplified, it would say self-sufficient in Christ sufficiency. There's a difference in being self-sufficient in his sufficiency and self-confident in our own ability to withstand or our own ability to cope, our own ability to overcome. In fact, you do not qualify for his strength if you are confident in yourself, in effect self-confident. But if you are trusting in the grace of God and the sufficiency of it, and if you are trusting in the love of God and supported by it, then you will discover the strength of God that you need mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, in all those areas, in the completeness and wholeness of our life, we're going to be affected by what God grants us because of what Jesus did at the cross and the grace and the love that flows from that cross and the power, hallelujah, through the Holy Spirit. So we want to talk about being self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And we talked about the sufficiency of grace. And we wanted to make it very, very clear during teaching on the sufficient grace that Paul talked about, that when he became weak and totally dependent upon God's grace, he found God's grace sufficient. Praise God. He thought he needed God to, to just iron out all of his problems and, and take care of all of the interruptions and persecutions and oppositions. But he found out that what God was offering him was a grace to go through these things instead of uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, miraculous supernatural act of God to just smooth all these things out. Friend of mine, I don't believe we can pray uh, for, for smooth roads as Christians. We're in faulty bodies in a fallen world, but we can pray for heavy-duty shock absorbers. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we won't be dependent on the road being smooth. Praise God. Today, you may be weakened. I feel and sense my weaknesses all the time. There are things that just come like a wave of the ocean and overwhelm me. And I'm reminded of what uh, David said of old, not if, but when my heart 
is overwhelmed within me. He said, and he's saying this to God. He's not looking to some other person. We need each other, and we need to encourage one another. But there are times when, when we don't have that encouragement that we need from people. But we will always find the encouragement and strength that we need through the grace that God provides. So he said, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For the Lord has been a shelter for me and a refuge from mine enemies. The first thing we talked about was the sufficiency of grace and how the weakest of us are the most highly qualified to discover that grace and receive it from the Lord. Paul said, when I am weak, then am I made strong. So he looked at the things that wore him down and threatened to wore him out differently. He said, I'm going to take pleasure in the things I was complaining about because I know that they will cause me to look to God with an exclusivity, with a faith that is highly focused upon Him like I would never ever do without the problems, persecutions, and pressures that living in a fallen world brings. Ah, friend, we are indeed upstream Christians in a downstream world, but God has provided everything that we need to overcome. So he had discovered the first pillar of to be supporting unto him was the sufficiency of grace. And the second pillar we began to talk about last week was supporting love. And I'm going to read it once again from Romans 8, 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. That, that about covers every possible thing that could occur and happen to us and befall us. And he goes on and says, Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. What a mouthful that he said. He said, I am supported by a love that is so powerful, so uh, so absolutely beyond our comprehension in and of ourself, uh, that, that, that it, it absolutely qualifies me to face anything that I would face. The grace that flows, the love that supports. He said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Let's look at this second pillar a little more deeply this week. In Ephesians 3, 14 through 19, Paul says, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant to you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted 
and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. This is an amazing statement to know love that passes knowledge. So many times we're trying to grasp that that is beyond the the ability of our intellect to grasp, but not beyond our, our spirit's ability to receive. So much of what God is trying to show us is supposed to come initially by revelation to our spirit not just something that we can immediately comprehend with our mind. In fact, I'm still trying to get my mind wrapped around. (laughs) Amen. Maybe my mind can't wrap very far. Uh, I dare say yours can't either when it comes to spiritual things, regardless of your high IQ. Friend, this is not about your high IQ. This is about your spiritual IQ. Your intelligent quotient, what God is showing you and what you're able to perceive spiritually. Because this is a love that can only be known by the, initially by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. It is a love, therefore, Paul says, that passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. I want to make a statement here. If we know the love both by revelation initially and then realization. For the Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. First, He shows it to us where we can begin to perceive it by revelation. And then we begin to sense it by realization. A love that passes knowledge. Once that occurs, we can also know the peace of God that passes all understanding starts with revelation knowing and then by faith we receive that to where we 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 know that in our mind it's almost unbelievable you know how can god love me this much how can god love you this much the cross is the great communicator of love in fact the bible said god commends his love to us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. It's Jesus on the cross, brethren. It's Jesus on the cross, my dear brother or sister. It's Jesus on the cross that screams, I love you. You may not feel it when your emotions are racked and when the pressures are on and your heart is broken. Heaven may seem distant and God aloof and heaven brass. I want you to know the cross screams to you and screams to me. I love you, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. For Christ so loved us that He laid down His life as a lamb dumb before His shearers. He opened not His mouth. This is a love that the mind in and of itself cannot comprehend. Therefore, it's a love that passes knowledge. 1 John 4.16 talks about this love. It says, And we have known known, remember, it's a love that passes knowledge. So this is not something that you just comprehend mentally and intellectually. For we have known by revelation and believed. And that's when the realization comes. We have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. 
And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. See, that's why when we're rooted and grounded in love, we can be filled with the fullness of God. When we know and believe that, uh, God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. If you're just looking for power, just looking for power from the Holy Spirit, instead of what the Scripture said He would do, that He would shed the love of God abroad in our heart. Hallelujah. That He would make it real to you and make it real to me so that we would never doubt His love no matter what we're going through. See, that supported Paul in all of his troubles, his trials, his persecutions. He said nothing. And he enumerated all of these things uh, that would befall All of us in a fallen world in faulty bodies. But he said there none of these things, none of these things will separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. You can see the sufficiency of grace and you can see the supporting power of God's love in his life. That's why. This man, who wasn't extraordinary in the sense of some innate, intrinsic ability to just be this paragon of spiritual strength, who said, no matter what comes, I can take it. And not only take it, I can make it. I can overcome. I can mount up with wings as an eagle and run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Ah, friend of mine, that great Old Testament scripture says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Waiting upon the Lord means that we are looking to God. The literal Hebrew word wait doesn't mean to take a number like you do at the deli counter uh, at your grocery store while you wait in line for someone to wait on you. It's not just a matter of patience. It's perseverance. It literally means to bind together by twisting. And Paul had found out that in his weakness he was made strong because of God's grace. And he became so much closer to the Lord. And he sought the Lord more diligently. He depended exclusively on God's strength instead of his own. God's grace, God's love. He said nothing, nothing. The things that would make me wonder, question, and doubt, those things are blown away. Because when I don't doubt his love, I know that all things, Romans 8:28, all things, all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of it, all things are working together because God's love is set upon us, sensed by us. Hallelujah. Everything that touches our life is working together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. Praise God. Hallelujah. If we know the love that passes knowledge, and we can, we can also know the peace that passes all understanding. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And then the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart and minds through Christ 
Jesus. Love that passes knowledge will bring us into a place of consistent faith in God. And when the trouble comes, we will run to the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. I've often said that great scripture in the book of Psalms, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. We're not running from the devil. We're running to God. There's a vast difference. Amen. I I know in and of myself, I'm no match for my enemy. I have power and authority only through Christ's sufficiency. Only through His name can I overcome. His shed blood can I overcome. But I can overcome because of what he has provided. And when I look to him for his provision, I find sufficient grace. I find supporting love. And because I never doubt that he loves me, I can go to him in prayer and I can cast my burden upon the Lord. Hallelujah. I can, I can trust Him with the things that I don't understand and the things that look like they're going to overwhelm me. And when I feel hemmed in and it looks like there's no way out, I still know that there is a way out. And sometimes the way out, friend, is the way through that circumstance and that situation. I love Paul's candidness, his forthrightness, his transparency, and his his honesty when he said, "We are we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves." In other words, whatever victories, whatever successes we attain for His name and for His glory, in nothing, none of that is of ourself. For our sufficiency for these victories is of the Lord. Hallelujah. God gets not part of the glory or most of the glory. God gets all the glory for any victory in our life. And He's designed it that way way that others might see what they can have through Him. Hallelujah. They might not be like us in character. They may not be like someone in their, in their fortitude. But everyone can look to Christ. Everyone can trust in God. That's why someone has said Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian. On their knees. Hallelujah. Because he knows the sufficiency is not of ourself. Our sufficiency is of the Lord. So the Apostle Paul said, We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourself. You see this deferring to God in Paul's life. This constant uh, looking to God. Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, for everything we need to run the race that is set before us, it's all been placed in Christ, and Christ has been given to you, and Christ has been given to me. One of the myths that we want to debunk today is that your faith has to be as strong or as big as the problem that you're facing. <laughs> Friend of mine, it's not. It's not the size of your faith as compared to the size of your problem. It's where your faith is focused. It's the focus of your faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. 
If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say unto this mountain, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I have a mountain of opposition, a mountain of persecution, a mountain of circumstance, a mountain of hurt, a mountain of brokenness, how am I going to see that mountain move with a mustard seed-sized faith? Friend of mine, what Jesus is teaching through this analogy is that it is not how big your faith is. It is the focus of the faith that you have. Amen. You don't need to sense the ability to overcome. All you need is to sense your need for His sufficient grace and His supporting love when the trouble comes in that you will now put your trust in Him. That's the faith that He's looking for. It's that pure, unadulterated confidence in Him. No confidence in ourselves. All confidence in Christ. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's why when it comes to spiritual warfare, it doesn't talk about you. It talks about God and His provision for you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It begins in Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And that's what we're talking about here is being strong in the Lord. Not in ourself, but in what He, who He is and what He has provided for you and for me. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Take ye the whole armor of God. But it begins with looking to God for everything that we need and finding in God that He has provided through Christ everything that we need to overcome. In fact, that we could become more than conquerors through Him that loved us. <laughs> more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Paul was so convinced of the supporting love that he had found in Jesus Christ. He said, number one, nothing will separate me from it. Nothing will keep me from using my faith. Nothing will so overwhelm me or distract me. In fact, whatever puts me in that place where only God can deliver me from brings me to that place of pure faith where I know He's going to do it. And I cry out unto Him. Praise God. And He hears my cry. Praise the Lord. My dad used to, used to sing those old time camp meeting hymns and gospel songs. And one of the verses said, let's have a little talk with Jesus. Let's have a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. He will hear your humble cry and he will answer by and by. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, just a little talk with Jesus today can change everything. If you've got enough faith in your trouble to cry out to Him, if you've got enough faith in your circumstance to look to Him with everything you are and everything you have, it's not the size of your faith then. It's, it's the goodness. It's the grace. It is the wonderful power and strength of your God that kicks into play. Hallelujah. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves of anything. Thing. But our sufficiency is of the Lord. Paul had discovered 
the sufficiency of grace. And he had discovered the supporting love of God. And he just got bold and confident and said, there's nothing. Nothing present, nothing to come. Satan can't do anything. Life can't throw anything at me. There's nothing that can separate me from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ today. What we're saying to you today, you may feel weak. And you may feel that you are in no way qualified uh, to stand against the giant in your life. But friend of mine, you don't come against that giant in your strength and with Saul's armor. Ah, but with the armor of God that he provides that you are all sufficient in his sufficiency. And if you've got faith as a grain of mustard seed and you are found discovered the sufficiency of His grace and you're being supported by His love that you have known and believed. I want you to know today you can say to that mountain, Be be thou removed, cast into the midst of the sea, because you know God wills it to get out of the way. Hallelujah. And you can doubt not in your heart that what you say will happen because God is going to honor your mustard seed faith and God's going to move that mountain (laughs) hallelujah there's victory for you today and there's victory for me today in Jesus Christ and I pray that you will discover that victory amen that in the closing moments of this broadcast that you will know the love that passes knowledge today if you're not a Christian it's hard to believe that God can love to that measure that God can and does love to that degree but friend of mine that's exactly how much he loves you today and I pray in the name of Jesus as this broadcast closes that you will call upon him and discover this for yourself well our time is gone today we pray that you will come back next week as we talk about Jesus